Hi, everybody. This is Lori Handlers, and you're listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. I am so happy to be back with you. You know, I love this show. It's my favorite thing to do, and I greet you in peace. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Well, my question for all of you out there today is about romance. First of all, I want to know if you're romantic enough and feel good enough about yourself to purchase garments and items that make your body feel good, that make you feel sexy and sensual to be in. And second of all, I want to know how much time you spend actually on romance, like thinking about romance when it comes to your partner or when it comes to attracting a partner. And these are questions that, you know, I think that people have, they've forgotten about some of this. They've forgotten about some of the old ways. They've forgotten about romance because maybe their heart's been broken so many times. I know there are people who feel stingy with themselves, who don't treat themselves as well as they need to, and therefore don't treat someone else as well as they need to. And so today we're going to be talking about really being fine with yourself, being so sensuous and fine and wonderful for yourself, and then how to be wonderful for another. So my first guest today is Bonnie Vicari. And Bonnie is a person who, I, we, I don't know yet how she did this. She represents Tonga Fine Lingerie. She owns a business that has people put the most luxurious of fabrics on their bodies. And we're going to find out how she got into that and why and how that connects with Tantra. And then we're going to be talking to Bill Pakaitis, my second guest, who will be talking about romance from a man's perspective like what happened to men and romance so this is this is my show today this is what we'll be talking about hopefully you will be glued to your chairs sitting on the edge of your chair wanting to find out about this bonnie how are you and how did you get into tonga fine lingerie Hi, Laurie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to do this with you. I have been looking at lingerie for about 15 years now. And when I used to travel to Europe, I used to visit the Parisian boutiques that sold fine lingerie and would from time to time pick up a couple pieces in those boutiques. And when I wore them, I felt entirely different about my myself, about the way I walked, about the way I felt when I met people. When I was in business meetings, I felt like a sense of power. And when I was uh, with my loved one, I felt a sense of um, just being alluring and sensual. So I just I just loved to find lingerie. And I thought, let me see if I can find this in the United States. And when I looked around at the boutiques in the United States, I could not find it. And I thought, American women really need to find find lingerie and know what it's like to feel like wearing it. And so it was my goal after that to get uh, a store in the United States so that American women could learn about fine lingerie. So, wait, are you saying that you, when you walked around in this French lingerie, you, you knew you were wearing it underneath your clothing, but the people that you were meeting with, let's say in a business meeting or even your lover at the time, they didn't actually know 
what you were wearing on the inside. Is that kind of, is that part of the allure of this? It, it is. It's like wearing the, you know, they call it foundations. Lingerie is a foundation, but it's a foundation to how you feel about yourself. And it gives you a sense of confidence and a sense of, of worthiness and value because you're wearing the the most gorgeous lingerie in the world. You're wearing the best quality fabrics, the best craftsmanship, the best designs that flatter your body, and you feel extraordinarily special when you're wearing it. So nobody else has to know, but it exudes from your personality that you feel good about yourself, that you feel worthy, that you feel confident, and then you talk and approach people in an entirely different way and it can be when you're at business meetings as well as when you're intimate with somebody so it kind of builds up your whole self-esteem and how you approach people this is amazing it's uh you know when i was at first in business when i owned my first business i lived in boston and i remember my partner and i weren't making it we were just barely scraping by but i had a pair of pearls I had really good pearls that my mother had bought me. And I remember my first attorney saying, you put those pearls on and you wear those pearls to everything. No one will know that you're not making it. They're going to look at those pearls and they're going to think, wow, she's wearing real pearls. And so whenever I wear those pearls, I always think like that. Is that what you're talking about? Like that kind of a thing? That kind of thing, but more intimate, and especially as it reflects to you on how you feel about your sexuality and your romance. So it ties into all aspects of your life, but especially in the way you approach uh, your loved one or the opposite sex or whoever you're trying to make a, uh intimate connection with. So it affects everything. That's amazing. So this is about 15 years ago when you started to recognize this. Uh, that this, the power of this, or did you know the allure of this before? I had no idea. I was fortunate in that at the time, my boyfriend was Parisian. And so one of the first gifts he gave me was some French lingerie, and I fell in love with it. And having never even seen it, didn't know it existed. So at that time, I put it on, and I just it changed me. It totally changed me. And at what point in time, he used to periodically give me the gift of fine lingerie. And then one time, he he gave me a, a product, uh, I don't want to say the brand name, but an American, very kind of cheesy, cheap type of brand, lingerie. And I felt like, well, you know, doesn't he value me anymore? When a man gives a woman the gift of fine lingerie, she feels entirely valued and precious to him. But if a man gives a woman, you know, a $10 bra or a $10, you know, cheesy looking chemise, it, it makes you feel like, well, that's all he values me for. So one of the things that I found astounding as the store launched five years ago and has been growing since then is that about 54 percent of my customers are men they're giving the, the gifts of fine lingerie to their partners and their wives and once they buy it they start coming back over and over again because it makes their partners feel so great and they love seeing it on them so it's it's good for the woman to, to buy it for herself but it's also great for her, her husband to buy it for him her as well this is great this is so great it's you're introducing uh it's i don't think it's a new concept but I think what you're introducing something back into the culture, which 
it's been missing for so long. Like I know, for example, we're going to, obviously this is Tantra Cafe, so we have to talk a little bit about Tantra here. You know, I know that when I first discovered Tantra, I, when I was sold on it, when, when I had gone through a, a, about a week long workshop and I realized I was altered, like I was altered from the inside out, the first thing I did was change my clothes. Like I started dressing like a goddess. I started wearing much more flowing things. I, up until that time, my hair was kind of like a drill sergeant. I had like really short hair, spiky hair. And then all of a sudden, I just let my curly hair grow out. And I started to become more feminine. My body put on a few more curves as menopause came on. And I know that I walk into a room now as a feminine being. And I hadn't been even cognizant of that before it must have been even that I was hiding it so if that happened for me I imagine that's true for so many women that they just don't get who they are as feminine beings and just by the purchase well I don't want to say just because I don't want to make this small by the purchase of something fine like the lingerie that you're describing the lingerie that you carry it could be that a woman could flip right into her goddess self just by a bra and a pair of panties or by something even more sensual like, you know, a piece of lingerie that's, you know, that's more lingerie, you know, like a teddy or, or some of the other things that I've seen on your site that are so amazing. Yes, if you'll take a, a look at the products that we have at Tonga Fine Lingerie. And by the way, the word Tonga is a French word for a type of um, – lingerie bottom t-a-n-g-a is a tonga is sort of similar to the american word is thong but i don't want to even equate it to a thong because there's so much more beautiful where they use swarovski crystals and you know very fine silks and and lace like chantilly lace on the old heirloom chantilly lace machines that you can hardly get any more because there are only a few of those machines left in the world so the tonga Fine Lingerie has a, a large assortment of lingerie from both France and Italy. It's like the French did wine, and they do it incredibly. The French do cheese, and we don't have anything like that in the States, and they also do fine lingerie. And then the Italians, what do they do? <laughs> well, they're the, the fashion, they're the hip, they're the um, trendy, hot, you know, what's going on now. So they also have great designers. And so between Italy and France, those are the two countries that really do a lot of uh, fine lingerie designs and still have that old school access to the, the fabrics and the, the craftsmanship that has been there in Europe. And aren't those men, French men and, and Italian men, are supposedly known for being great lovers. They pride themselves <laughs> on the fact that they're very romantic yes. and that they're great lovers. So obviously they, they know to buy these things or to, <laughs> the countries know to make these things. I think that the women know what they're doing in, in uh, France and Italy. They, they know what they're doing. And, yes, you know, Paris is a city of love, and now we know why. Wow, it's amazing. So I, now I'm trying to imagine all the French women that I know walking through the streets of Paris. And, you know, I, the first time I was in Italy, it didn't seem like it was very – I was in Italy in the 60s, and uh, the women there didn't seem very modern. They seemed actually very backwards in the – and that just, was just my impression as a, as a teenager. I was a 
So I was there when I was about 18 years old for the first time. And uh, I, they seemed to just be wearing, you know, big sort of black muumuu-type dresses. And now I was in Italy not too long ago. I went to Rome and to Venice, and uh, the women were very modernized. I felt like Italy was one of the few countries that uh, women's liberation actually made a difference because all these Italian women were going to work. They were so high fashion. They were wearing leather clothes, leather jackets. I mean, just incredible looking. And they looked, it was so different just, you know, 30 years later. It was such a difference in uh, in the way the culture of, of, occurred for me. So um, now when I'm thinking that they're wearing this gorgeous lingerie underneath their work clothes, underneath their leather garments. <laughs> well, I do have this goal. I have this goal in the United States is that American women will stop wearing pantyhose because I can't think of anything that kind of reduces the sensuality is wearing a set of pantyhose when you have the opportunity to wear a garter belt with uh, stockings and so that when you're wearing that underneath your business suit or you're wearing that underneath your dress at dinner you know that you're wearing something entirely different than any what American women typically wear and men's jaws are going to drop and you feel so incredibly romantic and special and extraordinary that you just you just can't wait to, to make that intimate connection with somebody amazing well we're going to take a little pause here for a moment, if you just tuned in, this is Lori Handler on Tantra Cafe, and I'm speaking to Bonnie Bakari, who is the importer of fine lingerie from France and Italy, and the name of her company is Tanga Fine Lingerie. You can go to tangafinelingerie.com and find these beautiful fashions that she has. We're going to talk a little bit more about them when we come back. Please stay tuned. Oh, and by the way, the rest of the show will be about romance. Well, not only in terms of garments, but we'll be hearing from about romance from a man's point of view. So please stay tuned. Have you ever wished for an end to pests in and around your home, around your office? Stop paying for dangerous chemicals that can harm your children, your pets, and your clients. Today in Arizona and Florida, an environmentally responsible pest control company named Ladybug has set up shop to provide natural and organic pest control services. Ladybug can help you stop even the most persistent, nastiest bugs with green, organic products that are friendly to people and pets. In addition, there are franchise opportunities in Arizona, Florida, and throughout the USA. To learn more about Ladybug's home-friendly and earth-smart green pest control services, visit the Ladybug website at ladybugcorp.com or call us at 561-276-7600. Ladybug guarantees you another eco-friendly, pest-free day naturally. Wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness? Try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by me, Laurie Handlers. This short, easy-to-read book will make you laugh at yourself, and it may possibly make you cry as you discover my tantric secrets for happiness and how they apply to you. In the book, I begin with the tenth law, make love in the unknown, and then I work you all the way through laws one through nine to teach you how to be in the unknown, fresh, every moment of every day of your life. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. It's only $19.99 in paperback and $14.99 ebook. 
Go to sexandhappiness.com to order your copy of Sex and Happiness by me, Laurie Handlers, the host of Tantra Cafe. Well, we're back on the air, and this is Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. And today my guest, my first guest, is Bonnie Vacari, who is the uh, the creator of Tonga Fine Lingerie. You can go to tongafinelingerie.com. We're speaking about how she felt when she first put on French Fine Lingerie, and then then her goal, which is stated in the last segment, her goal is to rid American women of pantyhose. <laughs> concept. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's absolutely required. And if you can imagine that uh, the, the reaction that your your loved ones give you when they see that kind of um, garment on you, because they know that you have gone that extra step to to look extra special for them as well. So. It, women, it, it's it's a it's an easy thing to do. You can try something new and and keep yourself fresh and and kind of experimenting instead of having to buy a a ticket to Fiji and have a romantic type honeymoon. That night, you can wear something extraordinary and have your own getaway and a new kind of excitement in your romance by just putting on some beautiful fine lingerie that's made from Chantilly laces and you know imported silks and the best designs so you can do this on a daily basis you don't have to take a a trip around the world to keep your romance alive and exciting well then we come to tantra of course based on what you just said you know yes somebody can put on a wonderful a wonderful uh surprising beautiful uh outfit that's sensual and sexy and then there's the whole practice set of practices of Tantra, which will you and I will be promoting together, Tantra and lingerie, uh, how you breathe together with a person and move together with a person in the unknown, how you, uh, how, how you actually uh, breathe, move, and make sound together. And I, I just can, I mean, I can only picture, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is the sound is ooh-la-la. La. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, too, you know, a lot of people are not comfortable entirely with, you know, their body not having anything on there. So in a way, it's almost a more relaxing way to have some foreplay and to take the time that Tantra, you know, wants to to make the experience last more than three minutes. And and this way you you can feel comfortable and and take your time to do the things that you, you want to do and still make it a very exciting exciting day of it now i've noticed i have to tell you i mean i I spent a fair amount of time on your site uh when we first connected a few weeks ago and then of course today i knew i was going to be recording with you so i so i went on your site to look at your your lines and they're amazing i i I especially like your africa line the line that's something africa i just love that but I, I, I want to, you know, not every woman looks like the women that, that model this lingerie. These women look like they're about size one, zero, one, two. What about bigger bodied women? Like I noticed that you, you know, in stock you had sizes that were, you know, 38D and stuff like that. But what about bigger bodied women? How, 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 what would you say to them about this 
about this lingerie? Because I'm sure this question, I can't be the only person asking you this question. Yes. I think when you look at the TongaFineLingerie.com, you'll see a range of sizes typically anywhere between 32A to about 38D. But after that, typically um, the fine lingerie houses don't make larger size. However, recently uh, Chantal of France has started creating sizes for the larger woman because the uh, an American woman is, you know, an average of 163 pounds. So we need the larger sizes. And there are brands such as Impriente that you can find at another site. Um, it's a competitive site called www.biggerbras.com. And Impriente is a fine lingerie for fuller size women. So that's available. But that is the best fine lingerie brand I've seen for the larger size women. And so what you're saying is that women should not pay any mind necessarily to their – they should wear this big body, small body, whatever. This is a way for them to feel good about themselves no matter what uh, – they could adorn themselves and start to feel better about themselves even in a, in a bigger figure. Oh, absolutely. And believe me, French women don't have perfect figures. I mean, we all have our the things that we don't like about our bodies, but we have to learn to accept them. And when you accept your body and you adorn your body to make yourself feel beautiful, you wear things that are of high quality and high craftsmanship, then no matter what size you are, you feel better about yourself and exude that confidence. That's great. That's really great. Because I know for a fact, I mean, I'll just talk about myself again. It's better when I talk about myself sometimes because then people can either identify with the things that I'm, I go through about this or not. But, for example, I mean, I, I, I've i never been terribly overweight or anything. I've always kind of been in size. I'm a smaller person, but I'm not I'm not a size two. <laughs> More of like, I'm like a size six or a size eight. But I have always felt that my thighs were kind of on the heavy side. So to wear stockings and garters, although I love them, and I, I can remember having an experience once, like I was a long, long time ago, I was wearing garters and stockings, and I was in a disco of all places in Boston, and uh, a man came over and started talking to me, and he put his hand on my thigh, and I jumped, because I wasn't ready for anyone to know that I was wearing something so sexual. Well, there's always different designs that can kind of compensate for any areas that, you know, I might feel uncomfortable. For example, if I feel uncomfortable about my thighs, then I might more likely wear stockings with garter belts that are a little bit on the looser size, you know, not too snug, instead of wearing thigh highs that have that silicone band and you do not wear garter belts because those thigh highs kind of cling and pull in to your your legs so if you wear you if you wear garter belts you don't get that but if you wear um thigh highs you do whereas maybe i have a a little tummy at the uh, you know under my my belly and i want to make sure to pick those kinds of bottoms that have a little bit higher coverage in the front whereas you know some of the younger ladies can wear the very very low cut bottoms in the front and because they have a flat stomach so there's all sorts of ways to get around depending on the design and because the quality is so good the items fit better well i'm so glad you said that because i was really worrying about the 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 poke out of skin at the top of my (laughs) thigh. 
We have to get you in garter belts then. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be that hard to get me. <laughs> it won't be that hard to get me in them, I promise. Well, you I know, promise. French French women spend about 24% of their clothing budget on fine lingerie. American women spend about 5 to 6% of their clothing budget on lingerie. So French women feel that it is a part of them getting dressed. It is the basis from which they start their day and how they're going to feel about what they're wearing and how they feel about themselves. And they put a lot of mindfulness in the way that they are dressing themselves, including their lingerie, whereas American women do not typically have the mindset nor the knowledge even that fine lingerie exists i never even knew it existed so once we find out about it you know women's jaws drop and but now we only spend about five or six of our clothing budget on lingerie yeah it seems to me that we look really more for the outer but i know there's been a huge boost in uh i mean since people have been wearing their underwear on the outside you know (laughs) All these MTV stars wear bustiers and all these things. Since Madonna, I think Madonna did this. When Madonna started to wear those pointy bras and those different things in the 80s, I think yes. there was like a renaissance of underwear and people started wearing underwear as outerwear. I remember going to a club the first time and seeing women in their bras with a little jacket on. And thinking, oh, and it, yes. What are they wearing? Who would go out like this? <laughs> it, it is such a sensual and captivating way to to wear your your lingerie because you can wear some of these bustiers with say a blue jean jacket as well as a tuxedo jacket and it is such a compelling look or wear them underneath a very sheer and purposely a very sheer blouse so that the um corset or the bustier shows underneath on purpose and also the bra straps, I've been noticing that people have been wearing these really fancy bra straps and then they wear kind of low-cut tank tops or blouses and uh, and then the bra straps are showing as well. So there's all these new innovations of wearing your underwear on the inside out. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. That's well, right. And well, we have we have a couple of minutes left, Bonnie, and I uh, you know I want to just let people know again that. I'm speaking with Bonnie Vacari, and Bonnie is the importer of fine lingerie from France and Italy. She's talking about how we can actually feel better about ourselves. We can get a boost in self-esteem if we're wearing lingerie, fine lingerie, that's made of the finest silk and the finest lace and things like that. Bonnie, in the moments that we have left, what might you tell people? What would be the single most? I mean, besides burn your pantyhose, what would be the most <laughs> the single most important thing that you'd want? Uh, because you know this show broadcasts all over the world. It doesn't only broadcast to America, but mostly my listeners are American. Um, what would be some, the single most important message that they could get? Spend, spend your spend your well earned money on beautiful things to make it. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I, I would say that you there's a lot of price points. There is the uh, lower cost fine lingerie out of Europe that is the brands are something like Obad, Chantel, and Simone Perel, for example. You can get a lot of value from beautiful pieces there, and you as well as 
if you want to experiment with some of the upper end, and, and I've looked the whole world over to also bring the best, best, best fine lingerie to Tonga Fine Lingerie. And those brands like Argento Vivo and Cotton Club and Lee Charmel, they're more expensive, but you can also see that the, the quality of materials is, is incredible with these upper end ones. So I would suggest that a woman consider buying the, the most popular bra, in the style, which is a demi cup or a half cup bra, and and have that as the um the, her first fine lingerie experience, along with a tonga. Now we sell strings and we sell boy shorts or shorties. We sell um, full panty backs and Brazilian panties, but the tonga is the most popular style for the bottoms. So between a demi bra and a tonga, and if you want to complement it with a garter belt, a matching garter belt, just because you want to have a special occasion outfit, that would be the first purchase that you might want to consider to start really bringing out the room in your life. Wow, Bonnie, thank you so much. I really appreciate the education. I'm looking forward to having you, you know, back on the show from time to time and having you as a sponsor. I'm really, really excited to turn people on to this and to let uh, especially women interested in Tantra and men interested in Tantra know that this is an option to, again, to, to enhance their sensual experience, their romantic experience together. It's, uh, it's been wonderful, wonderful having you. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate you having me as well, and I would be happy to join you anytime. That's great. That's so great. So please go to Tonga, T-A-N-G-A, FineLingerie.com, and check out the all of these uh, designers that Bonnie's been talking about and see what fits you, your budget, and what would make you just feel so sensual and romantic. We'll be right back, and we'll be picking up with the topic of romance from the point of view of of a man, like what's happened to romance in men. So please stay tuned. Have you ever wanted something really different from a plain old Swedish massage? If you want an extraordinary private bodywork session, call Krishna Naidu. Krishna definitely has the touch. He offers yoga fusion therapy, embodiment therapy, individual tantra sessions, and even private yoga classes. I hope this intrigues you. His work is subtle yet tremendously effective, and I know his clients keep coming back for more because I'm one of them. For more information about the sessions and to find a session near you, call Krishna and I do at 857-891-8090. That's 857-891-8090. Call Krishna and I do today. Sessions are regularly available in New York, Boston, Washington, D.C., Phoenix, and Scottsdale. I, Laurie Handlers, the host of this show, personally invite you to come with me on a tantric tour of the heart of India on November 21st to December 3rd, 2010. You'll see the Taj Mahal, of course, and visit the fabulous Fadipur Sikri, home of the great Mughal king Akbar. You'll experience the Sacred Lake in Pushkar, and then you'll tour the pink city of Jaipur. Then, at dawn from a boat on the Ganges in Varanasi, you'll see exquisite Hindu prayer rituals. Then you'll tour Sarnath, where the Buddha gave his first speech after attaining enlightenment. And finally, you'll get to explore the exotic Kama Sutra temples in Kajiraho. 
All throughout the Torah, you'll learn tantric techniques and principles, and I promise you'll feel a tremendous sense of well-being as we delve into these simple yet potent tantric tools. Please note, no previous experience of tantra or yoga is necessary to come on this tour with me. I invite you to join me in this unique experience during the incredible, incredible country of India. I must warn you, this is not your typical tour, and you are not the typical tourist. For more information about this exciting tantric tour of the heart of India, contact Lori at ButterflyWorkshops.com or write to her at info at ButterflyWorkshops.com. We're back with Tantra Cafe. This is Laurie Handlers, your host, and I want to remind you that the show is brought to you by Selk, which is a personal lubricant that enhances you from the inside. It changes your pH to fit exactly the right pH for inside the vagina. It's wonderful. Please go to butterflyworkshops.com forward slash silk, S-Y-L-K. Also, I want to remind you that you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook, Laurie Handlers at Facebook, Laurie Handlers at Twitter. Please do that and write to me at laurie at tantracafe.com if you have questions or suggestions for any of my guests or about any guests coming up. My next guest today is Bill Plakaitis, and Bill is here with me. Actually, we're sitting here in the same room, which is rare sometimes for me and my guests. They usually call in. We usually have to call them. Bill is a student of Tantra. He's been to not only all of my workshops, but he has been to them numerous times, and he's staffed them. He's been on the staff. He's co-produced the workshops with me, and when he heard that I was having a show about fine lingerie and the romance of that, he said he wanted to talk about men and what's happening with men and romance today. So I'm welcoming Bill Papaitis. Thank you, Laurie. It's a privilege and a pleasure to be with you on this show. And I thought to myself, where can we start our conversation about men and romance? I think we start with jockey shorts. <laughs> Let me share some information to you, with you about jockey shorts. First of all, I'm thinking about things. They're very unromantic. Well, there you go. Is a jockey short unromantic? What is romantic? Boxer shorts? Yes. Then I thought, wait a minute. It's truly romantic. <laughs> Undergarment for the man is silk boxer shorts. Yes. Open to the air. Open to movement. Feels so fantastic next to the skin. Sensuality is exuding from them. But more importantly, who gave you those beautiful boxers made out of silk? But the Bill, world. I, as a tantric woman, gave you a sarong. And I remember your... I remember your first experience with wearing a sarong. You did not want to wear a sarong. By the way, for the listeners, a sarong is a... It's a well, you piece. can see the one I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing a sarong yes. for this interview. It's a piece of cloth that's made uh, that's partial cotton and partial rayon. It has fringes on it, and it's very easy to tie around. Men in, in, in various indigenous cultures do wear a sarong. And Bill was not at all happy or thrilled at his first arrival. Well, I was scared when I was very young to wear shorts. And wearing shorts in public was something that just made me very timid. So to the idea that I was going to wear something that looked like a skirt <laughs> and that it was going to be okay to do that, uh, that was really hard for me to get to. But when I did, I discovered the wonderful breezes that one can, ex and you know, just feel them going right through your sarong. And... It's just perfect for the tropics. You can't beat that. <laughs> That's right. It's the perfect thing to wear right. for the tropics. But getting back to romance, sarongs are romantic. Now, yes, gee, they are. Now, how do we know that sarongs are romantic? That's my next question. Well, it's kind of like chocolate or Godiva. Is it 
a Godiva chocolate more romantic than a Hershey's chocolate? Yes. Well, why is that? They're both chocolate. Because exactly what Bonnie talked about uh-huh. with fine lingerie. It's the quality and the and the I don't know the workmanship of a particular kind of a chocolate that indicates, wow, this person has really put thought into it. They're really thinking about me. They want me to feel each bite of this to be sensual, rather than like just going to the the corner candy store and buying a Hershey bar. Buying chocolate at Godiva is like buying lingerie at a fine lingerie shop. <laughs> you need to get the advice of Mr. Max, the man behind the counter, who will direct direct you to the perfect package of chocolates for the purpose you have in mind. So, for example, my girlfriend is coming home. We haven't talked for three or four days I've been away and out of town. What a wonderful thing for her to find on the kitchen table sitting there next to, and we'll talk about the flowers she receives, next to the flowers she receives is a little container of six chocolates. Why would I not buy her 30 chocolates? We don't want to comment about weight on this show. We're not about weight. It's about romance. Romance is six beautiful pieces of chocolate. Romance is taking a piece out of the box that she instructs me to take, holding it in my hands, placing it in her mouth, and letting her just allow the chocolate to melt viscously into her mouth that much that she wants and wishes to receive from me, who is her chocolate slave at this point. (laughs) So you see, we can build a romantic edifice around chocolate. Can we do this with Hershey's and S'mores? Yes, but it's a different thing. One has to go camping, which is also very romantic and also could be very tragic. So we won't talk about tragic. Okay, we'll no, we won't talk about, about that. Well, let's let, let um, I know you have some other accoutrements that you want to talk about in terms of romance, but then I want to ask you. Right. I just I'm preparing you because I want I know of some very romantic times that you've had. You've yes. shared them with me, and yes. so I want I want to give people. Since you are a Tantra man, I don't know if you were romantic before Tantra. Yes. You were. I just became more energized towards romance once I learned about Tantra and the wonderful way that I could manage energy within myself as well as around myself. Oh, that's great. That's so great that you would say. So what else? You mentioned chocolate. Well, the other I want to mention two other things. It's something about buying flowers. I used to feel that if I were to buy flowers, yeah. how do I know what she likes? Then I realized I need to buy the flowers for me first. And right. this is where I allow my female self to go out shopping. Right. I take my female self to a florist, and I work with the florist to pick out the flowers that would be best for my female self, knowing that they're probably perfect for the woman in my life. And I've never gone wrong with that kind of an approach. Okay. So, for example, I know you have very, I know you have a very um, solid opinion about roses. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. First of all, I believe that roses are a great and wonderful thing to present to any human being for anything they've ever done, or just for the fun of it, because it's great. I did that in Greece. I bought a woman who was in a store who was just the most wonderful woman I've ever seen in my life. She must have been 80 years old. She was just so gregarious and happy. I ran around the corner to a florist. I bought her a dozen roses and brought them back and gave them to her. I didn't even speak, she didn't speak English, but I just gave them to her to honor her life force, which was right. just so beautiful. So here's what I do with roses. Something very simple. Buy 11 roses, buy 11 white roses, and buy one pink rose. That one pink rose will explode with tumescence. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite word. (laughs) And the white roses will be right behind. Now, tumescence, in case you don't know what tumescence means, tumescence is us getting prepared sexually. Like, tumescence is the building of sexual charge, kind of like... 
a lot of people think that sex starts with foreplay, but foreplay actually starts days and hours and maybe weeks before an encounter. So there's a lot of tumescence and getting ready for being sexually charged that can happen in a conversation, that can happen in a letter, mm -hmm. that can happen in an email. And so when you're talking about the roses and you say the pink rose is tumesced, I mean, that's, yeah, I can see And it that. can work the other way. It could be 11 pink roses and one white rose. Right. But what we're trying to stay away from is 12 red roses that have been done over and over and over again. So it lacks romance. Now it's just like the same it's thing a as, as a hallmark card. Right. Now, there are some rules that I use to help get myself into a romantic foraging mindset. Okay, what's that? I think about romance. And I think about what it is that romance tastes like. What does it look like? What does it sound like? So you see that I'm getting into using the ideas wrapped around when I'm with the one I love, what do I hear? What's the music that I hear? When I'm with the one that I love, what are the smells that I smell? What does the room smell like? Have I thought about creating a room smell, a room sound? So it's like a puja. You're creating a temple for I, the goddess. Yes, sir. and I'm populating with things that will touch all senses sensually, gently, and prepare them through tumescent activity <laughs> for the wonderful moment when our hearts and souls are going to lock together inside this environment of love. And you ready for this? You're going to love this submission. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's surrender, actually. Well, it's surrender. like it's surrender. It's surrender is sort of a more romantic way to put it. Well, it's important to say things romantically. Uh, yeah, I'll move over yeah. to surrender. So we're gonna we're gonna stop here for a moment, take a little pause. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. I'm here now with Bill Pakaitis, who's discussing romance from a man's point of view. And if you uh, missed the first part of the show, that we were talking about fine lingerie and how romantic and sensual that can be. I was talking with Bonnie Vacari. I I want to remind you also to go to my recommended list at webtalkradio.net for up-to-date listings of books and products and services to enhance your tantric lifestyle. For example, you can find out about Crystal Dawn Morris and the workshops that she's giving around the country. You can find out about Laurie Phillips, the hormone nurse. Many of you need hormone replacement. You're wondering where your sex drive went, and it's just a simple matter of replacing your hormones. You can find out about Tantrika Maya and the services that she provides. You can also... Pro find out more about Deborah Annapole and polyamory in the 21st century. There are so many things on that recommended list. Please go there. We'll be right back. Would you like to try a natural product that would enhance your orgasms? My guest today is Shana Venice, the founder of New Zealand Pure, a company that makes unique products for sexual wellness. Shana, what is it that people can use to enhance their orgasms? Everybody's trying to do that. Absolutely. Well, there are different factors that, uh, you know, come into play why we don't have explosive orgasms. One is, you know, our vaginal secretions aren't flowing like they used to. Perhaps you're a little dry, perhaps a little irritated. Well, the great thing about silk, which is made from kiwi vine extract, is that it helps to balance your own pH and increase your vaginal secretions. The result is, explosive, satisfying, wonderful orgasms, and joyful sex. 
Wow, Shana, thanks so much for that description. Wonderful. If you'd like to find out more about Silk, go to SilkUSA.com. That's S-Y-L-K-U-S-A.com. You can find out more about Silk from me as well. Write to Laurie at TantraCafe.com. Many times on Tantra Cafe, you've heard my guests and me discuss emotional release techniques. Now, you can do emotional release work in the privacy of your own home. In my CD, Shamanic Release in Latihan, I create a very, very safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work I'm known for in my Tantra courses. First, I set you up with the proper positioning and breathing, and then I guide you through emotional states to the beat of tribal African rhythms. Try this CD as an easy way to do your personal clearing work on a regular basis and watch your relationships walk free from emotional baggage. You can order my CD at ButterflyWorkshops.com for only $20. I believe you're worth it. I hope you do. Go to ButterflyWorkshops.com and get your copy now and walk free from emotional baggage. Well, we're back with Tantra Cafe, and I'm here today with Bill Plakaitis. And Bill is a Tantrika. He's been into Tantra for about eight or nine years. He's been with me for a really long time in terms of uh, studying Tantra and producing Tantra workshops. And he's talking about romance. And before, in the last segment, we talked about the cliche of red roses, 12 red roses, and how it might be more beneficial to send 11 white roses and one pink rose. And so that's something for you to consider. And, uh, and Bill's going to talk more about that. Now we talked about chocolate too and about what the man could wear. So Bill, what else? What else? Well, what is romantic is, is the question one man, a man needs to ask himself. And a man needs to be responsible, not all of responsibility, 50% of the sky is held up by the man in terms of sensuality and romantic activity, but the man needs to learn about how to create romance or how to deliver romance or how to be romantic. One way to do that is watch a lot of movies with Fred Astaire, one of the most romantic <laughs> men in the world. Now, I stole an idea from Fred Astaire. What? I had a wonderful girl that I just met, and what I did was create the perfect Fred Astaire environment in her home. I had not been in it. I was invited to visit for the weekend. And when we got to her home, I said, please, do nothing. Just relax. Sit down. I turned the lights down. I took out a CD player that I brought with me. I had a CD of Tony Bennett singing Frank Sinatra. And then I asked her to dance with me. And we danced to that music for 35 minutes. See, that was the one I was going to ask you about. When you first told me that, that you arrived at this woman's house and you set up candlelight. And then yeah, you, I did that too. And then you <laughs> took out this CD and you danced. Now, what, you know, tell us more. Were you wearing silk boxers? What's really interesting at that point, <laughs> no, when we started, we were wearing about the same outfit. She had met me at the airport and she was wearing a sport coat, which was a gray camel kind of a sport coat. Not a gray uh-huh. camel, sorry, the, the um, butterscotch kind of a camel hair coat with uh, dark pants and a light shirt. And I had on my suede jacket, which was the same color as her jacket, and I had on black pants and black shoes and a white shirt. Because someone told me you're supposed to wear white shirts, white to the face, makes a man look fresh and vigorous. That's true. And uh, so we went to her home, and she said, do you want to have something to eat? And I said, no, let's go to your house. And she prepared, while she was preparing martinis in the kitchen, this is a very small uh, house, one bedroom and and a living room, I was preparing the living room with the candles, and with I also brought a little bit of smell well 
um, put a sage, I had a little sage, just uh-huh. little, and, and I just created this environment. The most important thing was Tony Bennett was my ally. And then we danced, and we danced together, close, face-to-face. We had never danced before, and we basically melted into each other's arms. Now, by the end of the night, I was into my silk boxer shorts because <laughs> I brought my silk boxer shorts preparing for this. I felt good to be on a plane for two hours flying west in my silk boxer shorts. It felt fantastic riding in the car to the house. And later on, when those pants disappeared somewhere under the bed, still haven't found them to this day, <laughs> the silk boxer shirts came in handy. Now, okay. what did they look like? Gee, what kind of silk boxer shirts? Did they have buttons? The man has to decide. Now, are you wearing hearts with a smiley face that says, I really love you? Or are you wearing little doggies running around your body? Or is it little kitties? Or is it, no. is it, is it boats? Is it airplanes? No. It can be anything, but it should be something simple and elegant. Now we're talking Versace. Okay. <laughs> this is where the man takes himself out to buy his fine lingerie, American style. Yeah. And we're talking silk boxers, silk pajamas, silk pajama coats. What do we call those? There's a smoking jacket. Well, sometimes they're smoking jackets, a little shorter. But if it's a robe, the silk robe. The ultimate for the man is to have a paisley silk robe. Because that says, this is so right. come you know, to my home now. Maybe, you know, maybe Bonnie will start carrying some of these things in her... Uh, I had a question for stuff. Bonnie, which was, do they give advice to men in buying the lingerie online? I bet you they do, because I've been in lingerie shops where I got great advice. That's where I first learned the term, fluff ruffle. Have you heard about fluff ruffles? Russell, I can't even say this, so I'm excited. <laughs> fluff ruffle, ruffle. Fluff ruffles. Fluff ruffles are the little tiny wavy pieces of material that go on uh, women's bathing bathing outfits, the bottom of their bathing outfits. And fluff ruffles can be multi-layered or they can be single-layered, but they just give a little panache to them. So that's what one learns when one spends time as a man in a lingerie shop. And there's usually beautiful women who want to talk to you there. Not a bad place to be, I think. Exactly. So next door is usually a Godiva store, by the way, so you can stop by there. Now, why do I push Godiva? Because I have a card. A card-carrying member of Godiva's (laughs) club. You know, I have my uh, Visa card and my Godiva card. Maybe they'll become the sponsor of my show. They should. So, so what else? Now, why is romance, why does romance seem at an all-time low? Because people are constantly thinking that they can't be romantic. They're surrounded by a saturation of media coming in all forms into their bodies, into their minds, that say can all happen fast, quick, fast, quick. And romance is about slow, pleasure, slow, pleasure, flow, pleasure, enjoy, pleasure, nurture. Pleasure experience. It's it's this slowing things down and getting to essentials and staying next to our senses, right. feeding the senses, right. looking in the eyes of the beloved, holding the beloved, smelling the beloved, tasting the beloved. That's what we want to achieve, and we want to take time away. We're not about speed, right? We're not rushing places to be. Right. One needs to build the environment for that to happen. Right. So, so the environment we talk about in Tantra is building the temple. The temple. And we used to say often that men have the, have that chromosome, the T chromosome. They can build great temples. They can build great <laughs> temples with very little equipment. In a moment, they can change the environment in somewhere just by bringing candlelight and, and sage, like you said. Or by spotlighting. A very simple thing. Uh, one of the programs that we did together, a gentleman built a throne for his woman, his lover, that was basically, he took a chair and he put it up on top of a couch so that it was now four feet higher in the air. 
but she was above him. He made her the most wonderfully elegant possession in the world. Right, right, right. And she possessed, he possessed nothing. He just created that beautiful throne for her to be on, and he served her. Well, you know, I did a whole show with him. His name is Sasha Glazer. I like Sasha. I had a, I did a whole show with mm-hmm. him. If people go to tantracafe.com, you can go find out from an urban shaman how to prepare the entire living space mm-hmm. to for the for enter the goddess. Sasha well, knows a lot about that. I don't want to go too far down this road, but gate dinner is something that I've experienced with you, and you've probably mentioned it on your show several times, if not many, many times. I created a gate dinner for my girlfriend and our dog. So, well, you have to say what that is because people won't oh, know. And it was a, a dinner in which had seven courses. I, I, I figured it would have seven courses. And I prepared everything. The space we were in, the music we would hear, the food that would be presented. And went through these seven courses. And I had courses that were for Connie and courses that were for Sid. Because Sid would be there. And he would be, and it turned out to be magnificent. The great thing is, I could give you the picture that shows Sid laying upside down next to Connie, who's upside down, <laughs> having gone through all seven courses. Sid is the dog, everybody. <laughs> Connie is the woman. <laughs> yeah. And it was just a beautiful thing that we spent three hours having seven courses of very simple, wonderful, exotic, and erotic food, and sensual food. And, and, and you said, fed her. And I fed and her. And then you fed Sid. And I fed Sid. And. <laughs> And it was just, uh, it was possible. It was absolutely possible. Uh, I spent the whole day preparing for it. I, I, I got help from Mark, who does the actual preparation for 30 The real God's Day dinner, the real one. And he, he showed me how to streamline everything down and, and how to work each of the seven elements that would be in the dinner. Um, and so what does this mean? It means that you bring to this as a man the same kind of energy you would bring to getting ready to go out to watch the ponies run or watch the football game happen or be with your buddies at a bar. You put together what it is you're going to do, and then you execute. You execute, and there's never a problem. Everything happens perfectly. I look at it more like a man making a business presentation, like getting ready his, getting ready his PowerPoint. Like he puts on the right suit, he puts on the power tie, he puts on the right shoes, the shoes are polished, everything's okay. buffed. And then he, then he you know, goes and he has his perfect PowerPoint and makes his presentation. To me, that's the same thing you're talking about, only it's, in, it's like handling the matters of life with the same seriousness and the same regard mm-hmm. uh, that you would handle your business. Sure. And you don't have to do a lot of talking. This is in a situation where you build an environment and an activity in which most of the conversation is happening on a spiritual level. Just as in a business relationship, when you hit the right business partner, it's a spiritual level. You don't really have to say things to each other. You already know what each other is about. Exactly. You're complimentary. You can feel the connection. Yes, I wanted wanted to bring up something very quickly because I think this is important for all men to know. There is a unique and romantic way to buy earrings for women. Oh, I like that. It'll never fail. First of all, you should always buy earrings for women. But you need to know if they have pierced ears or not. So you have to do some research. <laughs> Don't be like me, buy a bunch of earrings they can't wear. You want to be like your earrings they can wear. <laughs> Secondly, it doesn't matter what earring you buy a woman. They're going to love it the first time you do it. The second time you have to pay attention. <laughs> you cannot go wrong the first time because they just never expect you to buy them earrings. If you're insecure at all about buying earrings, buy any earrings, and here's how you present them. You have the people at the store box each earring separately with ribbons. And you present 
the earrings to the woman later in the day or whatever it is at night, over dinner, outdoors, indoors. Right. And you present her with one earring. She sees the one earring. And she says, where's the other earring? You have to find it. It's in the house. Now, I hid the earring the first time I did this under Sid's food dish. It's in a box with a bow. It was under his dish. It didn't take her but five minutes to find that. Now, right. The longest one was the one that I put on her vanity table next to her makeup and her stuff. She, couldn't, she didn't think to go there. But it makes it fun. Yeah. And at the same time, why give away two earrings if you get now? The other thing I've learned is buy three sets of earrings if you can, because you're going to need them before, during, and after. <laughs> earrings never, you just never lose points with women. Before, during, and after sex? Before, be. during, and after dinner? It could be. <laughs> it could be before and during and after gratification that you never expected in your entire existence. <laughs> earrings can help do that. That's very cool. What about some... Um, I, I guess I, you know, you're talking about things that you can bring, things that you can build, things that you can make. You know, we didn't, we, we, we talked about this before, you know, my, we have this friend Edward, mm -hmm. and Edward talks about the things that a man needs to do in relate, in relating to a woman. I, I like to bring it up now, because I think it's, I know that you liked it, and I, I love it. Well, know? I love Edward. I, I've met him, spent time with him. He's a great human being and a wonderful soul, just filled with beautiful energy, happy energy. So Edward looks at uh, romance mm -hmm. as if you were on the dance floor. His name is Edward Mack, by the way. And Edward, just to give him credit for this, he says that you have to have three things to be romantic with a woman. The first is that you have to keep her safe. So like on the dance floor, he says you have to keep a woman safe on the dance floor. You don't, when you're leading her, like in salsa or in, or in uh, swing dance, you can't swing her, bang her into other, other dancers. She's not a piñata. And I've, I've certainly danced with men who have no concept of that. They banged me into everybody around the floor. So, you, so it's like dancing etiquette. You want to keep the woman safe. So if you're romancing a woman... You want to keep her safe. You want to, you know, the old chivalrous thing of walking on the outside of the street and getting her car door. I mean, look, I remember when I used to take it as an insult when men were opening the car door, but that, I was going through a phase. <laughs> but now it's romantic to open the car it door. It is romantic. Put you close to the And then, so that's uh, keep her safe. That's number one that Edward says. Number two, he says, is keep it interesting. Like, if you're not making the moves on the dance floor interesting, she's bored with you as a dance partner. Well, guess what? If you're not keeping the moves interesting in the romance department, in like these earrings, mm -hmm. this is keeping it interesting, like hiding the earrings in different parts of the house and also making a dinner that the dog's involved with. Another great place to hide things is in the back seat of the woman's car. <laughs> they always look there every morning, and they will see the big present you put there or the thing you wanted to hide there for them to notice. Excellent. So you want to keep it interesting, according mm -hmm. to Edward. And finally, he said... The third thing is to keep it, uh, to keep it so that she looks good. You want to have the woman look good. You want her to feel like, so here we come back to the lingerie. This is why you would want to buy her lingerie because you want her to feel like she looks good in this yes. lingerie. Yes. So those are the three things. And we, Bill and I have discussed this a lot because we think that Edward has something here in terms of romance. Absolutely. These are keys to unlocking romance, keys to maintaining a romantic activity or environment or a mood. And they're also important to supporting the woman. 
The man's responsibility is to hold up his 50% of the romantic sky, to learn how to be romantic, to look for romance happening around him, to notice when people are being romantic and wondering if there's anything there they can borrow. So one watches movies for that, one watches life for that. One talks to other people about what's romantic and what isn't romantic. Um, it's great. It, it's just it's a dialogue that continues. It must continue. And if, even if you want to write poetry, there's a simple way to do that. If you say to every woman you've ever met in any situation that she is beautiful, you have done exactly what you're supposed to do in terms of writing poetry. There's no more that you can do. Every other word you add to, you are beautiful, may or may not diminish the fact that she is beautiful. But you've recognized her beauty, and women love to have their beauty recognized, exalted, honored, celebrated. Lots of different things you can do with beauty. So great, Bill. Okay, any last tip for people? Yes. Never buy a woman, for yourself or for her, a muscle shirt that has her favorite swear word, swear word printed on it. Why? Because I did that. I'm, that woman still won't talk to me. It's 37 years later, and she still won't talk to me. It was not romantic. It was stupid. So be careful. There are some stupid things you can do. <laughs> muscle shirts, buying them for women, not such a good idea. Let them buy their own muscle shirts. Right. That's the one with it. Yeah. Stallone wears them all the time. Yeah, buy things that are much more. Buy lingerie. Well, that's why we want to learn how to buy lingerie, and we want to buy lots of lingerie over and over again because a woman never has enough lingerie. Never enough. And what man wants to not look at a woman in beautiful lingerie? That's exactly right. I love it. You made the point. Winking helps, too, when they have the lingerie (laughs) on. They understand what that means. And that's romantic. Winking is, I was going to talk to you about flirting. We should do one on flirting. Winking is a very good thing. Well, this is uh, this is so eye-opening, Bill. It's it's you know for me as a woman, it's uh, I know you, so I know you spend time thinking about this. But I mean, really, I, I think most women don't know if men ever spend. They, okay, men spend time picking out an engagement ring. We know about that. Mm-hmm. They spend time deciding if they're going to get on one knee or not. But it seems like after that, men don't spend much time on this in this department. They don't spend time like pampering a woman or. Um, or doing the things that really keep the romance alive. Women think about romance mm-hmm. a lot. They write, they read romance yeah. novels. They go to chick flicks. They do all these things. And women, you know, uh, men, it, it, it occurs. I mean, that often men come to Tantra even because they think they're going to get better sex. And then in Tantra, what ends up happening is that they become better all around men. Yes. Like full, aware, fully <laughs> aware. Of the masculine and the divine mm-hmm. feminine, and they get aware of being, wow, there's so much more to this whole thing than 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 I thought. Well, thinking helps. A man thinking is an important thing, and men need to think, and they need to consider, and they need to learn. Uh, you know, it's fun. I, my son is 25, and I just did something very romantic with him. I know he's going to be with his favorite woman in the world. They're going to Antigua. And I gave him three things to put under the pillow each day of the three days that they'll be in Antigua. The first night, I gave him a beautiful shell that I bought out in California. Just a beautiful shell. And a woman goes to sleep at night and finds a shell under her. Then I gave him a quartz crystal. A crystal that reads the future, that makes prisms in her room, that puts rainbows in her hair. That's the second night. The third night, the final night, an amethyst pendant in a gold setting, which he has to buy the chain for I said, Luke, you can do them in any order you want, but if you do those three things, you'll have a wonderful time in Antigua. That's wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Just great, though. Thank you so much. Thank you for this male perspective on romance. I loved it. Loved every second of it. I love the lingerie, and I love <laughs> the part with you. 
So I want to let people know that uh, to tune into Tantra Cafe next week when my guest and I will be discussing the notion of sex slash Tantra and disabilities. Like what is it like for disabled people uh, to have sex? How, how does it limit them and how what's possible for uh, for people with disabilities who want to have a, a very healthy and, and flourishing sex life. So it should be a very, very interesting show. Again, make sure to go to Laurie's Recommended List at webtalkradio.net. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook, Laurie Handlers. You can write to me, Laurie, at tantracafe.com if you have any suggestions or comments about the show. And I just love being with you. I love doing this show, so... Thank you so much. Namaste from Tantra Cafe.